I'm Pam Blevins-Hinkle, director of the Spirit and Place Festival, which runs from November 7 through November 16. The festival began in 1996, and this year we are once again pleased to join WFYI in presenting this series of essays on the Spirit and Place theme, Journey. And now, here's Bill Watts, Associate Professor of English at Butler University, with his essay, A Familiar But Forever New Journey. I am a long-distance cyclist. I ride about 8,000 miles a year, and I have had the good fortune to ride my bicycle in China, in Australia, and in much of Europe. This past summer, my bicycle and I climbed the Col d'Obisque, a mountain pass that is often featured in the Tour de France. The climb was thrilling. But the most significant and important journey for me is the one I make almost every day from my home on the near north side of Indianapolis to my workplace at Butler University. Much of my route follows the towpath along the Central Canal. I am in my 24th year of riding along the canal, but I still find it fresh and invigorating. For me, this journey tells several intersecting stories. One story is cultural and institutional. I pass in front of the naval armory as I make my way to the towpath, and I am always amused to think of this massive structure guarding the White River from any foreign navies that might dare to invade central Indiana. Soon thereafter, I pass by the stately homes of Golden Hill. Then it is the Indianapolis Museum of Art with its lovely grounds. When I take the wooden underpass under Michigan Road, I always remember Ray Irvin, the former director of the Greenways, first for the city and then for the state, who did so much to develop our system of trails and to make my commuting route pleasant. Soon after that, I pass by the Christian Theological Seminary, and I admire its architecture and I am grateful to the Irwin and Miller families for their contributions to public buildings in both Indianapolis and Columbus. And, finally, I arrive at Butler, where I am a proud member of the English Department. In this way, then, I think of the canal as a kind of cultural corridor that connects some of the most important and interesting institutions in the city. But the canal also gives us entry into the natural life of the city. When I was a boy, I remember traveling deep into a forest to see a wood duck, Now I see wood ducks almost every day, and I am still enthralled by their bright colors and exotic markings. In the late fall, I often come upon a great blue heron, who is startled into flight when he sees me, and lands a bit up the canal. When I come up to him again, he again commences his gawky but graceful flight, and I think of him as a kind of guardian angel, guiding me on my daily commute. I sometimes see kingfishers, beaver, foxes, and deer, and I always see turtles. I love them all. My journey down the canal is also a personal one. I remember running into my friend Scott Swanson jogging over there and Jim Poyser riding his bike over there, and just a bit further down the path I fell one slick winter evening and broke my wrist. It is a path full of memories for me. I believe that we have a duty to see the world, and in coming years I will make a point of seeing as much of it as I can from the seat of my bicycle. One of the benefits of travel, though, is that it allows us to see the familiar world to which we return in a new light. My daily journey along the canal is familiar and comforting, but it is also endlessly surprising and enlightening. That's Bill Watts, Associate Professor of English at Butler University, with his essay, A Familiar But Forever New Journey. You can read this essay on the Spirit and Place blog and hear more stories about journey during Morning Edition through November 7. Visit spiritandplace.org for more information on 38 festival events through November 16 that explore how the journeys we take shape our individual and community life. I'm Pam Blevins-Hinkle.